Hi everyone, I'm here at Five Points Fest with James Tynan IV. Uh, I'm Sam and you're watching Comics First. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you first about Detective Comics, which you're writing right now. I love the first two arcs and I felt like the theme for Rebirth, that is, I felt like the theme for me, it felt like it was about Batman trying to figure out what's enough for him to do and what's too much. Did you have anything like that in mind writing it or any other like overarching themes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's very much a big part of it. And I think uh, almost the larger thing that I was trying to go for is the idea of Batman's humanity uh, and the fact that Batman isn't this like, like, unapproachable bat god he's not he can't do everything himself there are things that he needs to reach out to people to do and he's actually not that good at reaching out when he needs help um and that that's what what, what we tried to start in the first issue with him reaching out to uh, kate kane telling telling her that he needs her to do what he has to do um and uh, throughout the series you have these characters sort of pointing out that Br batman like, Batman can be doing more. He can be more effective. He can do a lot more. He just needs to let go of a few, a, a bit of the control that, that he exerts over Gotham in his own life. Uh, but he's not good at letting go of that kind of control. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of why we wanted to see in the first arc Batman up against uh, a, an organization that uses the philosophy of Batman as a weapon. And uh, in the, and that that was the sort of core idea of the colony. And then in the second arc, we had Batman come up face to face with the consequences of his actions. So it's like it's him seeing Batman gone wrong, and it's him seeing another version of Batman gone wrong. So you have these two elements that are that are really confronting Batman right right off the top. And uh, and it, and that's that's sort of one of the core ideas of my detective run is kind of humbling Batman. And showing him that he actually that his greatest strength are the people he's surrounded with, uh, and that's why Detective Comics is a team book. Right, awesome. Is there anything you can tell us? I know there's some great stuff upcoming in Detective Comics. I hear the return of magic. Can you tell us anything about that? Oh yes. Uh, honestly, it's been something that I've been talking to my editors about for a while. I've been wanted to bring Zatanna into the book. I've always loved those little glimpses of. His, of the the backstory between uh, Bruce Wayne and Zatanna, so I, I decided to to take that and bring it bring it back in a very big way, uh, and uh, doing it a little differently. Like we're going to see teenage Zatanna and teenage Bruce Wayne when Bruce first left Gotham. It was one of the first places he stopped uh, in his studies around the world, and it's he, him in Las Vegas where Zatara is uh, is doing a massive uh, like a, a big magic show there, and Bruce basically lives there for a few months trying to learn everything about escapism, everything about performative stage magic and all of that and how, how that can come into his life. And then through that, discovers the existence of real magic. And it's that discovery that spawns, like it, he encounters a, a force of nature that uh, he's very tempted by in the past and now where he's at in the present, he's tempted to, to use again, even it, though it has huge destructive 
possibilities. And then at the same time, in that arc, intelligence, we are also seeing uh, the Sacred Order of St. Dumas come back to the forefront uh, and with a handful of classic Asriel characters from the 90s. And those, uh, the, like, all, all that's coming to a head because the St. Dumas has realized that they can't keep bringing in humans to be their Asriel, to be their sword, because they all end up developing a conscience and leaving them. So they decided to build, uh, they, they decided to take the system, the, the whole concept behind Asriel, and then just put that into an artificial intelligence. And that is Ascalon, uh, and basically an assassin robot, and he's coming to Gotham City to eliminate the previous iteration of Saint Dumas and make way for the new one. And all of this is coming to a head at the same time, and it's all about these characters grasping with... Uh, you know, grasping the fact that you need to accept that you can't know everything about the universe. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I'm very excited about this arc. It is definitely the craziest arc yet of Detective Comics. All right, well, I'm very excited. Um, I'm sure you get a lot of questions about Detective Comics, so I wanted to move on now to a lesser-known book, The Commandy Challenge, which you wrote an issue of. It's a personal favorite of mine. I wanted to know, what's it like writing for a book where the writer and artist change every issue? It was a really, really interesting thing. Honestly, the second I heard that uh, DC was doing it, I, I, I remember I reached out to Dan DiDio saying that I really wanted to be a part of it. Um, like, because it, it, it's it's such a cool concept, the idea of the kind of round robin, the story challenge of having a cliffhanger given to you and having to write your way out of it and then throw another cliffhanger at... Uh, at the next writer and all you had to do is make sure like we're sort of tracing the original map of the commandy world that Jack Kirby drew back in the original run so it's like you know I I, I was given the uh, you know Kanga Rat Murder Society uh, which also it, that was really fun though was realizing that even though it wasn't part of Kirby's original run uh, the Kangarat Murder Society only actually showed up on panel during the last two issues of Commandy ever, which also had the wonder Great Wondrous uh, Western Wall, which is apparently where the great disaster began. So I had all these amazing pieces, and then it was just figuring out how to build like a really fun, compelling issue. Uh, like it was just like it, it was pure like story solving and then on top of that I was working with Carlos Donda and he did such an amazing job on that I, I desperately want to work with him again awesome and uh, what's it like writing for a character who really hasn't been seen in a while uh, honestly it's it's really fun because you get to I think a lot of characters uh, and I think this is this is something that applies to a lot of Rebirth and uh, the the kind of ethos at DC right now. I think there are a lot of familiar characters that you know what their cores have been done so often that every time someone comes on a character like it, like even a Batman, they want to put their own spin on it. They want to give their own take. Uh, but when you have a character who hasn't shown up in a long time, what you really are trying to tap into is the core of the character as they were originally presented. And, uh, and those cores were really firmly established. So it's tapping into the pure essence of the character, not trying to uh, reimagine it, but trying to get into the headspace of someone like Jack Kirby and what he wanted to do with uh, Commandy. And honestly, it was a thrill. Awesome, thank you. And last, before we go, I wanted to ask you, you're working on DC's big summer event, Dark Days the Forge and Dark Days the Casting. I'm sure it's all very top secret, but can you tell us anything at all? 
Well, uh, the important thing about uh, the Forge and the casting is they are the two steps towards metal. The big fall event uh, that's going to be written by Scott Snyder, art by Greg Capullo, and metal is going to be the biggest, craziest story of of the year. Uh, honestly, I've I've been working with Scott on that for uh, the most of like a year and a half now, and uh, there there has never been a DC event quite like it. So. The Forge and the casting show uh, kind of two threads, one of which is that Batman has been uncovering a mystery connected to all these strange metals in the DC Universe for years. And then it's also seeing that, uh, and this, this was uh, revealed in elsewhere, so I can reveal it here, uh, that uh, it's covering the fact that Carter Hall, the original Hawkman, was covering that same mystery of the metals going all the way back to his first life. Uh, so it's something, it's a mystery that stretches back to the dawn of humanity in the DC Universe, and uh, it is going to reshape uh, the, the DC cosmos in a big way. Uh, yeah, so like, as the, uh, as the I think the solicits to uh, to Dark Days say it's the the Dark Multiverse is coming, and I can't say anything about what that means, but it is going to shake up DC in the biggest possible way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Uh, I'm Sam. You've been watching James Tynan the Fourth. Uh, we're here at Five Points Fest for more great interviews, podcasts, reviews, and analysis. Head over to ComicsVerse.com. Thanks for watching.